Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, so we took a week off last week. Again, uh, we're, we're yeah. getting into... We're working hard this summer. It's the end of summer skip-a-week-a-thon, <laughs> and so a couple of times now we've had to skip a week. Yeah. Um, so this week, we're doing the November Man... And as above, so below. Right. And it, it's kind of funny because we were talking about uh, – so this is as instant as it gets. This is pretty Four good. as above, so right. below. We, Half hour ago, right? Like, we just yeah. walked out of that. Yeah. The November Man, obviously, we saw like a week ago when, long, when yeah. both of these movies came out. First came out, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about as above, so below because I was kind of thinking myself, maybe we should – throw something else in. Yeah. And uh, because it's not like the movie's doing that great. But, you know, the crazy thing is, is like last week when these movies came out, As Above, So Below was sixth. Right. Right. But the difference from second to sixth (laughs) was I think like three and a half million dollars or something right. like that. So they're just all right. It was just us. We they're all right it. there yeah. at they were all I think like right around eleven million and yeah. then uh Guardians of the Galaxy had like, you know, fifteen million or right. something, which is just like the world's most yeah. deplorable weekend right. ever. I mean right. that's that's horrific for all those movies to be so close to each other. You know, no one's gonna go to movies. And yeah. And it's kind of, there's a weird chicken in the egg now to uh, studios abandoning the weekend because yeah. the last few weeks of summer, right. now they just give up on. Yeah. And, they, and they come out with, I mean, as above, so below, whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's like basically a student film. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it, it's kind of I like, thought. let's take a new spin on Blair Witch Project, you know, uh, found footage, horror sort of thing. But and not that it was completely all terrible or anything, but it really felt like kind of a student film. Like there's somebody yeah. graduating from film school watching this movie, going, "I did that." Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. it's and not that that is a bad thing in and of itself. Because I'll tell you, like the first kind of I don't know half hour ish, maybe I, I had totally low expectations yeah. of this movie. But like the first half hour of it or so, I was going, "Wait a minute." This is, this is not that bad. Right. I mean, this it was kind of interesting. Right. Anyway, before we uh, jump into the movie, we were almost going to have another movie this weekend, um, which is The Last Weekend, which yeah. opened uh, limited this weekend and is you know going to expand as time goes on, maybe, because yeah. it's like a really small film. But it's Jason Bateman. It's, it's weird because things now are really small films. And yep. yet, they're all people that you know, right? Yeah, right. Jason right. Bateman, uh, Olivia Wilde, and Billy Crudup yep. are 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 in this movie that you know no one knows is around, and it's I, it's yeah. a weird thing. But um, we did not get uh, time. I've I've got that movie, but yeah. we, that would be good to do. We did not think, have time to run that into I the think mix. That looks good. Also, it it really does. It's yeah. funny. It's a it's a funny idea. 
Yeah. And Jason Bateman, who's, you know, got another movie coming out on like the 19th. Right. Who's everywhere. Suddenly all, all suddenly everywhere. And yeah. then, you know, Horrible Bosses 2 is before on too long. Way, yeah. So it, it's weird that all of a sudden it's just uh, his time. But yeah. he's, I think, a guy who can pull off that movie, too. It's almost like he's sort of like, you know, he's like a guy Paris Hilton or something. You know, he's uh, he's the child of this hotel fortune family who has, you know, kind of had a Paris Hilton kind of life or right. whatever. And his parents are getting divorced and they cut him off. Yeah. And so now he's got nothing. So now he goes to like stay with some friends or something and it, like doesn't reveal the fact that he's cut off and, right. you know, hilarity ensues. Right. Who everything, knows? Everything, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's something about, uh, it, so it's it's Billy Crudup and Olivia Wilde, and and there's something about I don't, I don't know he's trying to like move in on Olivia Wilde, and so there's you know, tension the, and yeah whatever. weirdness yeah, but it it looks pretty good, and Jason Bateman would be cool in it. I mean, I I don't care what he's in. Back before Arrested Development really took off again, and everything else, he was making little bit parts and things like Smoking Aces and just popping up on the radar, right. and I loved him in everything. Yeah. He's he's. He's one of these guys that I don't know is ever going to be like super leading man status, the prime name above the poster. I, I don't know. I don't care. Right. I love he's, seeing him in he's everything. Getting, he's getting like more and, and more and more now. Though. He is as talented as he is anything else. The guy can do straight. He can do that sarcastic, funny thing. Right. He, he's just and he's he, a gold mine. And he just had like bad words right. not too long ago. Right. I mean, he must be in like five movies this year at least. And I think I mean, Billy, I wish Billy Crudup was in more stuff anyway. I I like that. Yeah, guy. I yeah, love the he, way that guy he, just does his stuff. He's, so he's good too. So uh, that anyway, one, you know, we'll look, one. look for the review of that uh, on the website yeah. in the next couple days, probably. But and maybe we'll even throw that in next week yeah, too. That'd be cool. Uh, anyway, so on to on to business here as usual. And you know, I'm I'm gonna stir things up a little bit here. Oh yeah, here we go. Because uh, you know, also in the lull of the summer, and actually, what I was gonna say is. It's hard to tell if no one's going to the theaters now because no one will release a big, huge movie right now. <laughs> right. Or if, you know, the studios are right and no one's going to go during these weeks anyway, so yeah. why release anything? And it's like, you know, which which is the truth? <laughs> like, right. if, they re- if they release something right now, would they get kind of screwed well, over? What is the chicken no and what is gonna the go? egg? Yeah. yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're not releasing anything, so people aren't going. Right. So they're not releasing anything because people aren't going. Well, you can't get good apples. That's right. Right. But they're just convinced that people are not going to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe they're right. I mean, you know, it's going to take something like Iron Man years ago that opened up in April. You know, or March. It's gonna, right. it's gonna take something that's gonna sneak in next year. Maybe not next year. It's the year of sequel, comic book blockbusters. Right, right. But it's gonna take something to come in, and then they'll be like, "Hey, wait, people go to the movies in August." Right. This they, is proof. They Let's will do it if you do you know, something. So right. they'll, they'll smarten up someday, but not this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just bizarre. It's really weird <laughs> to see. And we've talked about it's like this week after week every of summer. Nothing big. Yeah. Right. And then you, so it's like you throw out November Man and go. Fine. Okay. Here's a here's a weekend. <laughs> Maybe some people yeah. show up. Right. Know. And then you've got uh, as above so below, which is, you know, obviously like super low budget, really, and yeah. uh, by a director who has never had like a a feature a mainstream film. He's had some yeah. short films that were really popular. Yeah. He directed some of a TV show, I think, that didn't last very long with yeah. Adam Goldberg. But but this is his first 
feature film. Right. Anyway, um, so I, I am going to stir things up a little bit here because uh, we haven't had a lot of letters the last couple weeks. Oh, and we people go. aren't emailing us. Yeah. But, you know, i got to say this is the weirdest thing, and I, I hate to say bad things about dead people. But oh, I don't know if I do. But the thing that's weird about it is that I don't actually. You just have <laughs> yeah. to say that, you know? Right. But, you know, I am a little <laughs> weirded out. Normally I wouldn't mention this or anything um, because Joan Rivers died, and I don't like her, right? Right. And But the thing that is weirding me out about it, really, is that everyone is saying such good things about her. Yeah, I don't. And two or three, the, the the reason I think it's weird is two or three months ago, everyone was talking about how much they hated her. Yeah. And she was just a vile, ruthless, horrible bitch. Yeah. Who was saying like some of the worst things about people, right? Yeah. And everyone was, everywhere you looked, everyone was calling her out on it, going... Right. Going, look, she's gone berserk. Right, and she needs to be controlled. She's she's in. a total nut job at yeah. this point. Like yeah. everyone was bagging on her because she was she was really just saying like the weirdest horrible things about people. Yeah, and even like you know people who are like her big fans were going, well now come on, there's a yeah, line right. somewhere. somewhere. I mean, yeah. you're she's just being like horribly mean, and she was in the press. Week after week, it seemed like at one point. For a while there, it. Then she died off a couple of months ago on on saying the crazy things. Right. But there was a, like a stretch there where it seemed like every week she was saying something where it was like she was just trying to get the just press more of yeah. being horrible because she just kept saying right like just horrid things. Just I remember so that, yeah. weird, right? And now she dies. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, she's she like the, the queen of comedy, the queen of yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. and the greatest this and that. And everyone yeah. loves her. And, and I just think it's weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing when Robin Williams dies and everyone goes, all right, look. Because right. as far as anyone ever knew, the only bad thing I've ever heard anyone say about Robin Williams is that certain comics did not like it when he was around because right. he would steal their jokes. Right, right. I don't even know if that's true, but I know that there are some comics who yeah. say that it's true. I, I heard this really awesome interview uh, with him and Mark Maron and a lot of people. And Mark Maron is another comedian, but he does mm -hmm. a, he does like another podcast, which is interesting to listen to. Um, he actually had this really in-depth conversation with him about it. And Robin Williams said, look, there was a time when, when we were doing all these comedy show things that we would all get together and we'd just go from one comedy club to the next to the next. And he said, in me, the way that my mind works, it's really just whatever I'm thinking. I'm six minutes behind already saying. So right. it just all comes out. And he said, I had to stop going to see other comics because I suddenly realized I just would, I was picking things up and just incorporating it before I realized it. And he said, I'm, I'm a sweetheart of a guy. I don't mean to. I paid a lot of people because I used their jokes by accident. And I realized the thing to do was to just stop going. Right. Like just stick to my own hallway and right. I'll say only what I come up with. He kind of acknowledged it, but he also acknowledged that it wasn't malicious or thievery. He was just like, I, I just was on a riff and it just came out because right. it was what I just heard and I thought it was funny and I shouldn't have done it. Right. Like he never, he never said, oh, it was no big deal. He's like, I made the mistake, but I got to stop. So right. it was weird that he addressed it. And, you know, not that we're anyway. getting into a big talk about 
all dead people. But I think the thing that's That'd interesting about it is, uh, did you see David Letterman when he was talking about him? Be- uh, he, when on yeah. his show, he kind of did this thing. Yeah. And, you know, David Letterman was talking about how, you know, they were all at the comedy club. Yeah. And it was, you know, David Letterman and, and several other famous comedians. Yeah. And they're all there. And he was there like the first day Robin Williams showed up. Yeah. And it was really like the first time Robin Williams had done anything. And uh, they're all there, and they're like, ah, oh, so we would stick around to because bag on the new guy. And right. Try yeah. and make him feel bad because otherwise, you know, he'd be taking our job. Right. right? Yeah. We don't want him to be good, right? <laughs> right. And he said, you know, the first time he ever went up there, Robin Williams goes on. He's on for like six or seven minutes or something like that. And David Letterman is, is there with these other comedians who are right. spectacular and they all looked at each other and said we're fucked right yeah we're done yeah <laughs> and and that was like the first time he'd ever done anything so right. i mean maybe he stole some jokes here and there too who but knows, it's but... not like he wasn't yeah. you know right out of the gates and everything yeah. anyway anyway enough about dead people i expect I, I, the john rivers fan club to email you pretty quick i do too but i just think it's weird it's yeah. not like you can't say good things about people or whatever but it I like, just, just I like seems cons- like so weird i like consistency in people if you have if you disagree with how she lived but you want to respect her as she's dead you, you can do both you don't have to be a sycophant or basically turn right. and be like i was wrong she's the greatest thing you know yeah. you can just be like look she, it's unfortunate she's passed but for some people but she was <laughs> right. you know she probably would have had a bigger attendance if she'd but, been nicer to people well, like whatever right anyway Anyway. All right, so the uh, the November, November Man, November man. I can't speak now. Right. The November Man and As Above, So Below. And I think what we'll do is yeah. uh, just hit the ratings on both of them, yeah. and then we'll go into November Man, really and then easy. As Above, So Below, I feel like, uh, even though it's like right now, I don't, uh, there's not that much to say for me. I mean, yeah. this might be a real short show. Whether it's, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. All right, uh, the November Man... You know, the November Man, for me, it was very unfortunate that it came out, I think, as we're already kind of progressing into this trying to have older yeah, older spy action-y things. Like the Costner or, or film, whatever. Three Days. Right, and you've got, you've got like Taken and Taken 2, right. and uh, Three Days to Kill just came and out this, earlier, yeah. and it's not like there aren't a bunch more... Yeah, you know, hitting in smaller ways that right. just aren't the big thing. Because as soon as somebody does something, right, then lots of other people start doing it. So, yeah. so there's plenty of it around. Right. I feel like if this had been like you know before taken, yeah, then I I might have said I might have liked it. I might I might have liked it better. And yeah. it's not like I didn't like it, but for me, I think the movie was pretty much like four and a half. Yeah, I mean, i i kind of I kind of liked it, and there was a certain amount of, you know, I don't know. We kind of talked about it a we little bit right as we were walking out, and there is something to like just being a good burger. It's, yeah, it's you know, not everything has to be steak, and you know, not every TV show I watch do I do I even want to be like the next greatest TV show right. because sometimes you just want to watch TV show you and it's just, just like it head, just yeah. wants to be mm-hmm. like average yeah. but better or something yeah. but you know there was just a little too much in it for me that was I just wanted them to do something else yeah. instead of just 
going right down like the same road and it really is a paint by the numbers yeah. kind of film. Whether whether you've got Pierce Brosnan in his fifties or maybe early sixties now. I mean yeah, whether I you've know. got him in it or you put Jason Statham in it or you put some new kid who's twenty five, like it's it's the same movie, it's just got a different star. Right. Like it's, as far as got, the content it's goes, got three or four scenes. Talent is different. He pulls off things in some ways that because his you know, his he's been around for a long time, he can do. Right. And, and you know, there, there is an interesting thing, like, if you take Jason Statham and plug him into this movie, you're going to have, like, three or four more scenes where he's got to fight people. Right. Because you can go you that can way. That. <laughs> but in this movie, there are certain things that happen that happen because he's been doing this so long. Yeah. And, you know, you can't have that if it's Jason oh, he's Statham or whatever, wow. right? Yeah. And actually, there was some cool stuff that happened in the sense that he's like, oh, my God, you know, I remember when I was you. Yeah. And you're out of your league. Yeah. And he can he does other things. He thinks about things in different ways, whatever. I mean, yeah. and a lot of that was interesting. I just wanted them to do a little bit more with it. it. It had a lot. For me, it was perfectly average. And I wanted it to be a little better. And I was happy it wasn't a little worse. It's five. Okay. You know, it, it's, a, right. it's right around there. There was some stuff that they really did well. And, like, when we had left the film, I just said, look, I'm not going to remember this movie except that he was in it, you know, right. two years, three years from now, maybe even three months from now. But for those that love this genre, like what we were talking about, sometimes, like what you were saying, too, you just want to go to a Western. And there's no real right. new stories in Westerns. Someone stole your cattle or your girl or your horse or, right. you, want, you know. In this, there's a spy film, and it's if you're interested in that genre and you really just want to see a spy film, then you're going to go see this. And, and it fulfills. It doesn't exceed any expectations, but it hits probably all the things you want to see. Right. But there's also a market there for people who really like Pierce Brosnan and want to see him do something James Bondish. And he's not James Bondish, and, no, yes, but he is. And he's, he's a spy or an agent. And he he brilliantly and, doesn't fight people. And he really, so yeah. That that's a one of the things good was, way the movie went. I was went. really happy that he didn't ever like kind of be a shadow of Bond. Like there were no gadgets and gimmicks and he didn't have slippery shoes to get out of a fight you know right, he just right. he was a weathered seasoned agent who knew the ropes and was trying to fix something right you know there were there was a moment when i thought the real uh the dynamic of the film wasn't the story at all it was it was between brosnan and the guy who basically played like his protege uh uh the guy's name's luke bracy but i don't remember the guy's name in the film but he's he's like the young guy who he's teaching and there's a lot of really great moments early in the film. And I really like the opening segment, too. I like how yeah, I did Pierce too. Brosnan is basically still an active agent, and this guy is learning the ropes. He's, you learn that he's like a real, he's a real super shot when it comes to uh, you know, long-range rifles and things like that. And he makes a decision that winds up costing a lot of people, you know, well, he, he does, ma- it doesn't give a lot he, away. He makes he, a bad decision. He makes a bad decision. Something and, bad and, and it creates like this tension, and there's a lot of believability there. And then later when they're talking and he has more experience, but he's still not as good as Brosnan, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And I really liked that. I, fo- I thought that the film kind of, with its paint-by-the-numbers aspect, got into a place where it had a chance to do some original thinking, and it just went by the numbers of, like, well, we're going to do bureaucracy, and the bad guy is really your boss. Right, and, and, and it did and then it lost and it did sometimes. Yeah. In certain places, it did do things where you're like, all right, 
There's uh, a moment cool. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, and then there are other times where you, it makes you go, "How come you didn't?" Right? Why didn't you just? You know what? Right. There's a moment without giving it away. Not that it's important, but it was just fun that Pierce Brosnan's character does something I was absolutely surprised about, and I kind of sat up again. You know, I was like, "Well, maybe I don't know how this is going to go." Right. And then it kind of got back into where I thought it would go. But I mean, it's fun. It's just comfort food. Yeah. You know, all it is is, you know, I mean, I hate relegating it to like a TV dinner, but you just, sometimes you just want to lay down in front of the TV and eat Salisbury steak out of the microwave. (laughs) There you go. You know? All right. Now we're reviewing the movie and we're supposed to be giving our rating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Okay. So we'll just jump right back in anyway, since we're kind of in the middle of it, but as above, so below uh, for me, for me, this was uh, almost, like I said, something that I thought was going to be pretty interesting. And, and for me, this is a movie that uh, really irritated me so much. Yeah. By the time it got closer and closer to the end, you know, anyone who's seen Blair Witch Project knows that at some point, Blair Witch Project has to do the same thing to you. Yeah. Or else you're crazy right? Right. <laughs> and you just don't care. Right. But at some point, no matter how much you like Blair Witch Project and how, mu- how much, I mean, maybe, you know, there are those who don't like it. From the very beginning, but You're sitting with one right now. <laughs> but um, I, hated it. I thought Blair Witch Project was kind of okay at first, yeah. And it suckered me in a little to thinking, you know, maybe something interesting is going to happen, right? But at some point, the Blair Witch Project, you go, okay, this is stupid, right? Uh, there's got to be some point where you hate the fact that you watched it now, right? And this movie was the same exact way, and I feel like this movie got money. Yeah, in a in a less than perfect way, because it feels like a movie where somebody wrote like half a script and showed it to somebody, and they, and yeah. they went, "Here's the money. Here's the Start check. filming tomorrow." Right. And they went, "Oh, sh-. Um, so it <laughs> ends." Uh, right. Because like the first half hour, I actually thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then it just goes loopy. I don't know. For me, this was uh, I'm, I got to give it like two and a half. Whoa! I, I oh wow, that's horrible. Yeah, wow. <laughs> because it's terrible. What, what are you giving it? Like eight? No. Anyway, no. I was wow, I that's would, really far below what I thought you were gonna give. I it. would have given this movie like wow. four four and a half. Yeah. If it would have found any way to kind of continue on what it was doing. After like the halfway point, yeah, I think like, I know like, when it starts losing like if, too. Like if we'd have left right at halfway, you know, there's yeah. there's obviously you see stuff in the trailer, right? There's yeah. there's obviously like creepy stuff that happens or whatever, yeah. And you see stuff happen in the trailer that's like loopy already, right? right? right. So you know the crazy stuff is coming, yeah. But we don't get there for any reason really yeah. it's just it's like random it's almost like you are like walking through a haunted house at an amusement park and you go into the next room and it's just another random thing right. that's supposed to be scary but right. it's not connected to the last room right. you were in you know and it's i don't know it's just it was crazy anyway we're not supposed to be reviewing that yet either well i'm, <laughs> so. I'm just going to say it's a four and a half and we'll get back to it okay so that's even higher. That see, that's where I feel like I might have been at some point. Yeah. But man, well, this is this is going to be we're, you know we're we're almost halfway through the show, so we're going to have not a lot to say about either of them, I think. But this is actually kind of funny because this is going to be 
as I was leaving the theater, driving here to the studio, I was thinking, this is going to be one of those films where I got a lot of really great, fun, positive things to say, and that the review is below average. Like, right. This and is kinda, I, I kind of do, too, which is I, weird. Because the things but... that I really, really, really enjoyed about it, I think, were very strong. And unfortunately, the things that were bad were bad enough to be bad. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. We'll, you know, anyway, okay. Uh, back to November, man. So, you know, for, so you already kind of started talking about it's, uh, you know, it's the same kind of idea as Three Days to Kill, right? A little it, bit, yeah, right? Uh, I mean, I mean it, in the general setup at the beginning right. anyway, it's, you know, he's he's a spy, but he's out of the game now. He's, like, retired, and he's, like, living in Switzerland, and, yeah, right, and he's just, right. you know, he's just doing his thing. He's yep. got, like, his fancy car. He cashed in his spy pension, which you would hope yeah. gives you a lot of money right. because... You would you would think they got paid yeah. fairly well. <laughs> yeah. You would think that like when James Bond says no, that's it. That you know the crown Pick gives an him island. like some you know, kind of like go? really yeah. fantastic thing. It's probably not what happens, yeah. but anyway. So he's just going through his life, and you know he gets called back into the game yep. because, and you know it's this is all really quick. There's. There's another spy who's basically working undercover in Russia. Yeah. Russia's going berserk. There's a guy who's about to become president of Russia yeah. that nobody wants to become president of Russia, except a, that some people do. As a small, quick digression, <laughs> kind of topical with all right. the Ukrainian-Russian stuff going on. Like There was a little hint of, like, this is kind of weird the right. way things are going. But and, and it goes back to, um, man, I don't even know. It's like some something that... I have to admit, maybe is real. I don't know. It's like this uh, Chechnyan something happened and started whatever conflict, and I don't even know if that's that's an actual thing. That might be made up. Um, Yeah, that's a level of watching the news that I actually don't do. But especially because it's like years ago. I mean, it was a long time ago that this supposedly (laughs) happened. But anyway, so she, so it's this other spy. She supposedly has like this name that right. will that will open the Pandora's box yeah. of uh, basically getting this guy to not only not be president but to probably be on like some war crimes tribunal <laughs> right. supposedly anyway and but she is scared to try and get out by herself supposedly or whatever yeah. and and so they uh, try it. You know, Pierce Brosnan's old handler comes and finds him and right. says, "You've got to go get her because she won't give us the name un- right. until she's out." Right. And she asked for you specifically, so right. you've got to be, you know. Right. And uh, and you know, obviously, she didn't even need to. He would have probably right. done that anyway. Right. And uh, so so they go to get her out and things do not go according to plan. And the next thing you know, it's like, we find out the name, but then, you know, she gets killed yeah. and it's like the first, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of the movie or something. She's already dead. Pierce yeah. Brosnan's got this other woman who we think can find this magic person. Right. And now you know, the bad guys just want her never to be found. Right. And so they want to, they're going to want to use her to find her so that they can kill her right. and then they'll kill you too. And right. now it's now the, the race old, is on. So now it's, yeah. you know, your, your basic, as 
if there's a girl in a spy movie, it's because, you know, he's got to protect her from getting killed. And, right. and that's exactly who she is, which is another thing that I kind of didn't like about the movie because there's sort of like the surprise yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? But, you know, it's the oldest surprise in the book. It is. And not only that, but it it's just so the same. Like I said, you know, if there's a girl in the movie, then yeah. it's because he's got a rescuer. You know, not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but given the, the whole subject matter, at the end of the movie, once you know everything that you're going to know, yeah. Then you go back to the beginning, and and it seems like we could have gone a right. different road yeah. with with the general story. Yeah. And you know, the other facet of the story is that you you get this quick clip of you know quite a few years ago before Pierce Brosnan retired, he had his protege right. guy, and you know a bad thing happens or yeah. whatever. So now Pierce Brosnan's out, the other guy's still in. But now he's got to find him. But it's years later, and and there's a point which was kind of funny where they don't shoot each other. Right. <laughs> and I actually thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It, in a very strange way, though, and I don't know if it's even so much the script as it is Pierce Brosnan doing it because I thought he did that scene really well. Yeah. Where they just kind of, you know, you don't know he's not going to shoot you. Right. But, and, right. and yet he just goes, ah, I'm out of here. Right. And yeah. You're like, what? Really? Like, yeah. And that's a scene, like the way that's written, if if the wrong person's doing it or it's yeah. done wrong, it's going to seem really goofy. Really because, yeah. because, like I said, you don't know he's not just going to pop you as right. soon as you turn around right. because right. he's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. And anyway, and then it's just like the the chase is on, and it's you know, who's the bad guy in yeah. the in the, the one in the American yeah. in the American side of things? Then the Russians are after you too, and you've got the guy who's running for president of Russia, who clearly does not want anything to come out, and right. he's he's uh, actively killing. Basically, like everyone, everyone who knew him right. anywhere near that time. Yeah. So it's like you don't even have to be the mystery person. Right. Yeah. You, you just, just have to have had yeah. lunch with him one yeah, day. Right. He's killing everyone he knew. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's the hilarity ensues there. I mean, it's yeah. like the chase is on and, and Pierce Brosnan has to find a way to protect this girl and yeah. bring down the bad Russian right. or whatever. Save it, everybody. You know, and he does he does great. And part of part of the allure I, I thought, of the I thought film, he was surprisingly good. Yeah, he was very subtle in a lot that he did, but I felt like he was he was really turning on the emotion when he needed. Because there are times where he's not supposed to be on the clock; he's just supposed to be like a vengeful agent, ex agent, right, right. you know. And I and I more than anything, just like watching Kevin Costner, you know, in the other film, it was it was just comforting to see instead of somebody else, instead of somebody they could have easily cast somebody who's well known in Ireland or British TV or play, it could have been anybody who was age appropriate. Right. But when you see Pierce Brosnan, you automatically apply all the spy films you've ever seen him in, and you, you believe that, wow, this, this is it. This is great. We get to see him one more time. And, and I was on board with that. I just wanted there to be, I just wanted there to be a little less paint by numbers stuff. I mean, it really was just like, it's so weird how fast the world has changed in terms of like movie you know, examples, but it, this really felt like 
a direct-to-video kind of thing where it, I would just walk into did. my local video or, store or and like just be a, like, hey, when did this come out? You, you know, know, like a HBO right. uh, original, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or something like that. And it, those aren't bad, and this isn't bad. It's just I was I was just wanting a little bit more because I feel like you, you probably don't need the paycheck. You probably do just want to do it for the people you're working with, or maybe you do need the paycheck, which is fine. You got it, but right. I wasn't wowed by anything new. But the thing is, too, that as we – have frequently said there's a sense in which for me anyway it was almost worse because of the good things you know because right because if it wasn't spending time showing you that it could do different things yeah go in different areas like you said there's there's one scene where uh, another good thing about it is because even though you know something is going to work out sort of a certain way. Right. There were times when you didn't know exactly how. Yeah, and right? I was really excited then. I'm like, and, oh, and then it cool. was, and then it was cool. Yeah. And then you go a few minutes later, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's just exactly, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There's this part where uh, the guy who's his protege, yeah. who now is, uh, now is after his <laughs> his old mentor, right? Which is like a crazy thing, anyway. Um, and, and at first, uh, he's, he's kind of close to, to getting Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And then Pierce Brosnan has to kind of, you know, do some fancy dancing and, and get away somehow. Yeah. And he calls him and they're talking to each other and, oh, that and, and there's like this crazy banter going on and it's like Pierce Brosnan is trying to like rile him up yeah. and, and get him agitated and he starts going like, you know, you don't think you're going to catch me, do you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is like a joke. And, right. and he's really like, you know, giving it to him yeah. and trying to just get him to be pissed off right. and whatever. But anyway, that guy has an apartment and we see like his his next door neighbor, the attractive woman, yeah, like her cat keeps getting into his house, into his apartment, so that he has to go over there. And then you know something's going to come out of that, right? And then we see her again later, and then finally they like actually go out, and there's it's just like it's kind of a weird like digression, yeah. And you know something big is coming that it's all going to hit the fan with this girl next door, yeah. But you know you don't know exactly how, or at least I didn't, and I certainly didn't guess exactly what was going to happen. Not either than I. Because that was cool. Right. That <laughs> and, was. And bizarre. It was. It was very actually. random like, and, fun. And oddly dark for where the movie yeah. seemed like it was. Yeah. And and it worked out and it was great. But, you know, there was like a time where I was sitting there going, you know, did Pierce Brosnan like plant this chick to live next to him eight I was weeks waiting ago for this. somehow? I was waiting for that. I, I was like, because it just seemed like that's kind of. Yeah. The vibe you were getting from how much they kept kind of shoving her at you, right? That you, you know, you know, something's going to happen with her, and I'm like, I'm like trying to figure out now how could he have possibly done that? Yeah, like does he have people that he just has lived next to this guy, right, for like the right. last ten years wherever right. he goes? Like yeah. he's just always got someone yeah. stuck there. Like how could that happen? And so that's not what happened. So I didn't spoil Thanks. anything, but. But it just kind of felt like it for a while, and there were these cool moments in the film where you go, okay, something's going to happen with this girl. Right. It ain't going to end real well one right. way or another. Right. But you don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. And that was really cool, and it led to a really cool scene. And like I 
like we said, that other scene where he's kind of chasing him, that was a really cool scene. Yeah. And I thought one of the best things about that scene was that it did not at all play out in anything like the way that it would have if it was Jason Statham that you stuck in here. If it was some, if it was, you know, like if we were trying to be more born about it and it was that kind of angle and it was a younger guy, that's a totally different scene. Absolutely. But now you've got, you know, 61-year-old retired spy and he does things his way and is so different and it was really cool. Yeah. And I don't know that I loved the actual escape. Like the actual yeah. moment where he gets away, I kind of was like, eh, all right, fine. Right. He's gonna, right. We have to let him out somehow. Right, right. And this is where we've gotten to. But leading up to that, it was just so cool. He's just got such a like completely different demeanor about him yeah. where there's all these people chasing him who are all trained to kill people yep. who are, you know, there's – it's not like it's just that one guy, right? He's right. got like his backup there with him and he's yeah. got like his tech Little guy running around trying to guys. find the phone. And yeah. He's got plenty of people who are running around with their guns out because they don't care who sees them and they're just going to kill people. Right. And he's just like on such a different plane of existence than than they are. Yeah. And they have no idea that that plane is there. Yeah. Because they're just not there they're yet. Just, yeah. They think that they're as cool as it gets. Yeah. And they just don't realize. And that whole scene was so cool. Then you move on a ways, right? It's like 20 minutes later or something like that. And then you're in another spot in the movie where you're just going, why is everything right here just so obvious and the the same as everything else that I've seen? Where if if you'd have had the whole movie work like the three or four scenes that are really awesome... Well, that would have been like a great movie. In in a way, I agree. In a way, it almost feels like if you have if you have films on a shelf, and on one side you have Three Days to Kill with Kevin Costner, and on the other side you have Taken. This is almost like an attempt to be right in the middle for right. me. Like Three Days to Kill was interesting, not because you get to see Kevin Costner do some action stuff again, right? But because he had like this really great foil in his in his ex wife and his daughter right. and the people. They were they were a huge human validating system for him. You got to see him as a human being, not just like a machine. And in Taken, you know, though he's though we certainly understand Liam Neeson loves his daughter and will do anything literally to get his kid back. It's it's an adrenaline pedal to the metal, just fast fest. Right. And this seemed like it wanted to be a little of both because Brosnan's character has this daughter. She's a young kid. Like he's doing everything for her. Yet still, it wants to be fast. And I just in my mode, like I want one or the other. I don't know that right. I always want the middle. And maybe if it had picked one and just tried to be its own version of a Taken or a Three Days to Kill, it would have been a little bit more, I don't know, emphatic, but it certainly would have been a little bit more effective. Right. And, and but if, it was what it was. If it would have just you know, had that little bit more. Just something, you know? one direction, pick it, go. It, it would have been and very I, cool. And like what you said, and I remember how much it was fun, there were two times where I just, I kind of literally sat up a little bit more straighter thinking there was the time where Pierce Brosnan makes kind of a weird character choice and then there's some weird action from it. And I'm like, I didn't see that coming at all. This right. could really pick up. And then there's another time later where it kind of shifts and I'm thinking, this still has time to do something really interesting. Right. But it, it just kind of stayed the course. So. And, and, you know, that's another point where it's like trying to do too many things. So, so yeah. there's this one scene we mentioned before where it, it, it's a little dark. Right? Yeah. And there's some part of the movie 
that it's trying to show that he's all these different people, right? Right. That he's, you know, he's kind of just a regular guy. Yeah. And he's a dad who unfortunately doesn't get to spend enough time with his daughter or as much as he'd like, but, but he's a dad and he's, you know, whatever that might entail. Right. Right. And he's also like a spy and he's, he did it for a really long time. And even when like in certain situations, that's just protecting someone. Right. Right. Not necessarily that he's just whacking people all the time. Right. Yeah. And then also, you know, he's like, he's got this something inside him that is a little creepy. Right. And it's trying to show you that it's all these things. And if it wants to do that, it's it's got to have that be more of the focus. Yeah, I agree. You can't like half do that no, or or just yeah. kind of do it a little bit. Right. If it's barely there, it's not really there right. at all, yeah. especially when you then go long stretches where you're kind of abandoning that altogether because you have yeah. this other part of the story you want to tell and you're and you're just doing that. Right. Then it kind of that falls apart. I will say this though, the ending I wish you could make the ending cuz I liked the ending, but I wish you could make the ending so that it wasn't as obvious as soon as it was. Right. And right. like you you know, I can't even explain how I want it to be different without yeah. giving the ending away. But if there was a way where it would just be, you know, more of like a surprise to the audience later yeah. or, or, you know, if they if we just didn't show what they showed so that, you know, basically where you're going, where, yeah. wh- how it's ending and what's going to happen, they could have just like held on to that a little longer yeah. and let you kind of suffer with thinking that. Maybe it's going to go things were way. not going to work out or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and had that cause you know, there's like kind of twistiness a little yeah. in, in what happens in the end. But I thought the end was kind of cool yeah. actually. And then it's just like, but then there's so much of it that you're just riding along already knowing right. where, it's, where going. it's going. Yeah. That it just wasn't, yeah, as much fun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, I agree. but anyway, it's still it's. I still think it's worth seeing. Oh, it's definitely it, it, worth and seeing. If, and if you are a fan of that genre or just of Pierce Brosnan, you're you're gonna have fun. Like it's not it's not gonna make your best list, maybe, but it's certainly just enough to get you through wanting to watch a film. You know, right? I mean, it's you know, I hate to say it, you should go see it, but I don't know if you need to see it in the theater. You know? Right. Wait until it comes out on HBO or yeah. DVD or you know something. whatever something like that. Um, but, you know, I do have to say this because we mentioned Pierce Brosnan a lot of times and, you know, like if you're a fan of Pierce Brosnan, I'm not even actually that much of a fan of Pierce Brosnan. You know, when I really liked oh, Pierce Brosnan, this, yeah. it was like when he was on Remington Steel. Don't give me the – that was I, years ago. He was I, I know, but I loved oh, him in that. Man. Not that he hasn't been good in stuff. He has. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, for me, he wasn't really a great James Bond, I didn't think. But he's been in lots of stuff where he's been really good. Yeah. But in general, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like everything I, I've seen him in, I think he's great. Or when I hear that he's in a movie, I go, yep, have to see that. You right. know, I'm just not like a super fan. Right. But I think he's pretty good. But in this, I mean, I was surprised. Yeah. I, I thought he was really good. Yeah. And I, I kind of thought going into this movie that this is – 
you know, a little bit of like a throwaway. Like, yeah, this is not the thing you sign up for because you go, I'm going to do my best work. Right. right? I mean, right. I'm, I'm going to do the best acting I've ever done. Right. And, I, you know, I, he surprised me a, a yeah. little. He was better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. So especially if you're a fan, then you should really see I it. Agree. Because he's agree. even better than normal, I right. think. I you're mean, like, you're like, he's back to the Remington Steel. I thought that was uh, a that's a show. great show. I thought I thought he was really good in that yeah, show too. He was good. And especially since he was not, you know, he was not like a big thing. Yeah, no, he wasn't <laughs> before no, that. He really anything. wasn't. Anyway. All right, so as above, so below, in case we need to say anything else. You know, as yeah. we transition here, I'm gonna throw out uh for those listening. Um, I have to give a shout-out to uh, Stitcher, just so people will know, because you can uh, find us on Stitcher and listen to us on Stitcher, and uh, uh, along with an uh, insanely large number of places all over the Internet where you can listen to yeah, whatever it is whatever that you're you listening to, um, like TuneIn Radio and all these places. Anyway, but um, Stitcher has like completely redesigned the way that you can share your own things, yeah. right? So now on the web page, they ha- they now have this really uh fancy cool uh widget thing that you can put on your website. So you can go right to the home page of our website and it's, you know, got like a whole playlist. It's got like a big player and everything and it's, and it's very cool. So just throw that out. There's yeah. a, There's another uh cool way and they just changed that and it's really cool because you know, we would get listeners on Stitcher. Yeah. But um it, you I know, really like Stitcher. I uh, think it's great. Up to now it was more like go to your Stitcher right. app yeah. and find us. Yeah. And at, to put it on your website, it, right. it was not like the greatest thing. And yeah. now it's a really cool thing. So yeah. throw that out. Yeah. So um as above so below. You know, as above so below in more ways than anything was disappointing. Because it's got such a fun premise for me, anyway. Just like you know, the whole idea is that there are there are these. Uh, at first, I actually thought the trailer, in a, in a way, was just going to be a bunch of urban explorers. I didn't know it was supposed to be. You know, you open up an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog, and everybody in it is a PhD candidate right, or a right. doctor of it. And, it you know, crazy it is, archaeology. It is very different, for sure, from what I expected. It, yeah. From the trailer. I mean, it, it, as far as the specifics go. I, one of the things, just because we're speaking about the trailer for a second, and we do try to, you know, we, I don't remember any trailers for the November Man. I don't really either. I just knew Pierce Brosnan was in a new yeah. film, and he's kind of a spy. Let's go see it. Right. But, but I think one of the things that, that as above, so below mistakes is, like what you said, there are points where you get to what you've seen is creepy in the trailer, and you get to it in the movie, and there's no payoff. And there's only a few spooky things in right. the movie, and I've, I've seen all of them in the trailer already, so... Um, that's it. That's definitely a negative. But one of the things that I really liked was this idea that they, they tell you in the film, which is underneath the catacombs, uh, underneath the city of Paris are catacombs. And there's a secret way into hell potentially there. Right. Or there's a secret way into something. There's a secret way into something. So, and, and I love the process of what happened to them as they were going through it. it. It was actually like, I'll even go a little further than you. You said it was like, um, you know, the movie's 90 minutes long. You said it was like the first half hour. Up until maybe the last 20 minutes, I was still having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the time is yeah. or whatever. The, the, moment when, the moment when the resolution of the film becomes clear, 
I was absolutely gone. Right. I was so uninterested. Right. You know, and I don't know. I think they had basically put themselves in a corner of not knowing if they didn't do it the way that they did it. Well, how like, are we going to get well, out of this? Well, like the last, the last 10 or 15 minutes for sure are garbage, I thought. <laughs> the, like the, Pull no punches. Now. Like the last, you know, I don't even know. I could tell you exactly like what happens where I went. I could just leave now. Yeah. But there's, it, it's somewhere around 10 or 15 minutes. It's, it's just awful at the end. But then even, even including all of that as complete garbage, the very end yeah. is just... You love making it. fun of you. You loved it. I mean, it, it. the end is just like the people making the movie went. Uh, it, well, look, you don't care because you're stupid enough to come see this, right, so we right. could do this. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's just like rude. There were some films like this that I really enjoy. They're very subtle. This isn't. I think this makes a mistake in trying to, you know, be representative as like a horror film. It's really kind of like just a supernatural just, kind of thing, just like, like a spooky film. Tension and. You know, yeah. there's a film. There was a film a few years ago that uh, Roman Polanski did with Johnny Depp, The Sixth Gate, right. and it's really, really fun and creepy, and just kind of like keeps you a little off balance until the last 15 minutes of the film, and then it falls apart. Right. This thing, I thought, you know, the real strength is I, even though everyone looks like they're from an Abercrombie, you know, catalog. Right. I thought they were all really fun to watch. I really liked watching every single character do their part, and I thought right. they all did it well. And though I hate found footage films, yeah. I really, really hate them. I'm, no, I'm so sick of that as like a, a method for delivering the story. It kind of worked a little bit in this one, right? You know, I don't know in, as far as the found footage side of stuff goes, but um, I did like the way that the character. I, I did I'm, like the, the way that I'm like I, mouthing at the dog. Oh, that's all right. I did and like the I way thought, that the, the he probably that does nothing. <laughs> he just like. Uh, I did like the way that they all kind of played and were introduced and did stuff, even though the film at times certainly felt like it wanted to be, you know, it's easy to make Tomb Raider jokes because they're in the catacombs you right. know, and stuff, but it was very Indiana Jones-ish and, right. and they rushed through it in the same way that in that, you know, because we're talking about James Bond, whatever the last one that, that Brosnan did where... Uh, you know, the the woman was, uh, what was it, in Christmas Jones or something, and she was supposed to be like a super genetic nuclear physicist. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're not super nothing. You're just, right. you're just hot, you right. know, and now we got to believe that you got a PhD. Yeah. You know, there was parts of the film that felt forced. I know it's got a 90-minute move, you know, moving time frame, so it's trying to, it's trying to go through everything as quick as it can. And I could forgive it because I thought that it was going to be Seriously, the dog's insane. The dog's kind of insane. I thought it was going to be um, a little bit better as a payoff than we got. What I did get was what I did get was creepy in places, which was okay, but more atmospheric. Right. You know, and and I liked the atmosphere. I had a lot of fun with it. I just wish that it had had a better ending. Right. So. There's a there. You know, I liked the characters too, and I liked well. I didn't love the main girl as much as the movie wants me to love her, but she but good. she but she was okay. Yeah, um, I loved when like they found these people in in Paris. Yeah, I, I liked all those people, especially because they weren't trying to kind of jam them down your throat. Right, like 
here are new characters like them. You right. know, they just were, they found people to try and get them into the parts of the catacombs that, yeah. that you're not that allowed guy, to go. Papillion, I liked him a lot. I thought he was yeah. really fun. He, he was cool. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so they go into the secret parts of the catacombs and, you know, there's, there's one part when they, so anyway, we should probably say it starts off. She, the very beginning of the movie, she right. goes to, uh, Iran, where yeah. she sneaks in and right. she's not allowed to go. I thought that whole beginning was just a little bit too goofy. Yeah, it was. Um, and and basically, she finds this secret key. Yeah. And that's supposed to. It, this all has to do with like alchemy and Nicholas Flamel and right. making the philosopher's stone right. and and all this, stuff, which will confuse everyone. Passing your OWLs and right. getting out of Hogwarts Exactly. It's and... going to confuse everyone in America because right. the, it's supposed to be the Sorcerer's Stone in America, right? right? Because right. Uh, that that whole craziness. But anyway, so, so this girl's dad was like the world's leading historian on alchemy. Right. Uh, and all the people who used to study it and yeah. everything – and so she found this key, which I think makes no sense, actually. Right. But right. but anyway, it, it, it gives us another scene to see at the beginning. Right. right. But uh, so she thinks that there is uh, some secret that this is going to reveal about what is on Nicholas Flamel's tombstone. Right. Uh, which is now in a museum because he was dug up and it turned out there was nothing there. So they didn't leave it there. Right. They put it in a museum. Right. And it's got all these weird carvings on it and it's got pictures on it and whatever. And she thinks now she's found the, you know, the secret key to figuring right. it out or whatever. Right. So she has to enlist the aid of her other friend who's mad at her because the last time he, he saw her, he ended up in a Turkish prison. Right. And, uh, you know, whatever craziness that's about. But anyway, so so they're decoding this thing, and they come to find that there is a secret part in the Paris catacombs mm-hmm. where you can find the Philosopher's Stone. Right. And then, hooray for the world, right? Right. So they go down, and I thought it was kind of cool, actually, and a little strange because it's not at all how I thought the movie was going to go that they went on like the regular tour. Right. And then that's when they found like the, somebody told them to ask for Papillon because he's the guy who can get you into the other secret parts or whatever. But I thought it was cool that they did that. Like, I didn't think that was coming. I thought they were just going to go, well, I don't know, find someone. Yeah. Anyway, but it was, it was like a interesting part. I thought. Yeah. In, in the in trying to develop the story, yeah. Then they go find the guy. They go into these secret parts. And you know, the first thing that I hated about the movie was they go down into the secret parts, and there's people there, right? And I'm that like, was really awkward. I'm like, like if you, if you're gonna go into the secret parts, right. then I, you know, I don't I don't want to find you other should people be following there, right? other people's footsteps in the dirt. Like, exactly. You should be the first people in there. Exactly. Yeah. And then the the thing that I thought was. Yeah. Uh, uh, really kind of threw me and then it was quick and so then you know there was plenty of it after that that I liked more but um, they're trying to find this thing that uh, it doesn't exist it doesn't exist even to the people who know about the secret parts right because there's like a double secret part right right? 
And the thing that was kind of uh, really off-putting for me going in was they go down into the secret parts, and basically it's like you make two lefts and go straight a little ways, and boom, there's like secret, the yeah. gates of hell right. place. I mean, it's right. not the gates of hell, right, but it's yeah. like all of a sudden, boom, we're at this place where it's like, don't go in there. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. not where you go. And there's like this really horrible way to go. Or there's like the straight shot way to go, right. but uh, the the people who take them down in there go, you don't go in there. Right. Nobody goes in right. there. It's evil in there. Right. And and so that means that there are so many people going into this double secret part uh-huh. that that we know that it's evil over there. Right. And I right. and I was like, oh, I don't like that already. Yeah. But then as they like progress, that it started being pretty cool. Yeah. And there were a lot of parts where, you know, everybody's scared for good reason. Yeah. Then really weird stuff starts happening. Yeah. But eventually, uh, there comes a point where they find secret chambers and they find where Nicholas Flamel's body maybe is or something. Right. Or they find something and they go, well, I don't know. My map says this should be him. <laughs> right. So let's yeah. say that's him. Right. Right. And then that never amounts to anything no. anyway, right? No. Except that, you know, we find stuff, and then we lost it, and then we found it again, right, and whatever. Right. But they're running around in circles, and they're trapped and everything. And, and it was all really pretty cool, yeah. just for like a crazy, tense, you know, we're trapped. We keep going lower. It, it, we yeah. keep going deeper into the catacombs, and it's the last thing we ever want to do is go deeper anyway, <laughs> right. because then how the hell are we going to get right. out? The only way out is through that kind of idea. Right, and and then all of a sudden, it, you get to a point where, uh, you know, it's like magic happens. Yeah. And then I'm like out. That's when you're going. <laughs> and then it's, it's like, you know, magical... Bizarro hell. I mean, it's right. not really hell, right. but it's like right. what? Like what is it? And you know, it's like student filmmaker hell, right? Basically, <laughs> you haven't got a huge budget for CGI and caverns. We're we're getting pretty close, I guess. I guess for me, the thing was, I'm okay with style over substance as long as there's a payoff, right? And this to me was atmospheric and creepy. It wasn't scary. And if you're in the mood for it, you're not going to get it, I don't think, especially if you've seen the trailer. You see all the scary stuff in the trailer for the most part. Right. It, it had a lot of, you know, I, I saw it as taking a lot from certain films like Indiana Jones, you know, where The Last Crusade, his dad is the leading authority on this thing and there's right, all these right. Knights Templar. And then it looked like it was a lot of, uh, although I agree with you, I like the scene where they do take the tour. That's really like National Treasure. You know, they're basically right, right. going in, he's going in to look at things, and then they flip the map over, and they use a lot of lighter fluid, and they find right. a secret code. Right. You know, this is all like, well, what films do we like? Let's make this student-looking thing. And I'm okay with it, because the style of it was very engaging to me, and I like the players. Right. But when it loses me, there's nothing left to keep me on the hook, and and as such, I just kind of left it. Right. So, and, and, you know, there, it there... should have been so much better for a film that had the actual ability to go film in those catacombs. Right. Like, this is not a set. They really went into those places, and it stuns me that they're the first film that ever got that permission. Like, where were all these other films that could have done it? But right. Anyway. And, and you know, there's... Uh, we're getting really low on time, and uh, I don't even know what we're doing next week, because a lot of sure things, yet. Open, things are open, yeah. but nothing gigantic. Right. So We'll do something. So, we'll see what that turns into. But, you know, the thing that bugged me was, you know, I, 
I don't mind it being really creepy. Yeah. And I don't mind even like having like weird ghostly apparitions or something like that, like something freaky is going on. Or, you know, like you see in the trailer where they they go in a straight line and end up back where they were and they go, what the hell's going on? Right. But then there are other things like, you know, there's a phone in there. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And then, you know, you see in the trailer, there's like the piano. Yeah. And and that's actually fairly early on. Mm-hmm. And then they start going, what the hell's going on in here? And, you know, the first time the phone rings, I'm thinking, I don't know, go back. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't need out. to. Yeah. I don't care what's down there. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though, that they made it that uh, we're totally going to run out of time. Yeah. But that they made it where um, we've got the world's greatest thing to discover. Right. And there's a fairly legitimate reason that no one's discovered it. Right. Like you have to hide it somewhere where you could say, yeah, probably no one's gone down right. and found it. Right. And in this one, you're like, yeah, maybe no one wanted to go down there right. and find that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, one wrong thing ha- happens and you're dead down there. And especially as soon as you go a little bit lower and a little, and they're talking about how, <laughs> You know, sections of Paris have collapsed into the catacombs yeah. and had to be, like, reconstructed and rebuilt and basically, like, fill in that level of the catacomb and just yeah. build on top of it again. So it's like, you know, anything wrong happens, and that's, like, on level one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you go down and down and down, and at some point, who's going to go down there? Yeah. I don't care what's down there, yeah. right? That's that. <laughs> I mean, you own the world yeah. is down there, and <laughs> right. I'm still not going. Yeah. But um, anyway, so we've run out of time already. Thanks a lot for yeah. listening. I I really don't know what we're doing next week because I know there's like five or six movies bunch. opening, yeah. and none of them are the next greatest thing. Right. So who knows what we'll get a chance to see. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, please remember to share and subscribe on iTunes, like us on Facebook, whatever. Get people to show up for the show so that they can enjoy it as much as you do. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.